Annie! Be right there! I gotta finish this row! I can't put down this sweater I'm knitting from this gorgeous handcrafted yarn from Blue Mule Fiber. I get it, the yarn is so soft. Buy yourself a skein at bluemulefiber.com. Hey Annie, what's up? Oh, hey Danielle. I was just meditating on my future home. Oh, you should call my friend Anna Brake. She's a real estate agent at Reese Nichols and makes home buying as enjoyable and peaceful as possible. Sounds like the right agent for me. If you're in the KC Metro or want a connection to an excellent realtor in your area, find Anna Brake at annabrake.reesenichols.com and on Instagram at Anna L. Brake. That's B-R-A-K-E. Whoa, where'd you get that kazoo? At the best toy store ever, Brookside Toy and Science. They have toys, games, dolls, collectibles. I'm looking to buy some geodes and a chemistry set. They sell those too. It's Brookside Toy and Science. Visit them online at brooksidetoyandscience.com. Fun and education all in one shop, staffed by toy experts. Ooh, can we go there now? Yeah, I need a new puzzle. While we're in beautiful Brookside, we should go to Shop Girls. Good call. That shop window is serving cuteness. Mmm, great clothes, jewelry, gifts, and accessories priced just right. They've been styling happy women for over a decade. Stop by their storefront in Kansas City, Missouri at 6215 Oak in Brookside East. Or check them out online at shopgirls.com. The Big Cookie is brought to you by proud supporters of Stitching Change. Empowering refugee women and their families. Stitching change into the fabric of our world. Offering one-of-a-kind handmade products. Like that gorgeous purse I see you wearing? Made from reclaimed materials. Available at 10,000 Villages, Unique Finds Gifts, on Facebook, and at stitchingchange.com. Annie! It's me, it's the one. Come on in. This week on The Big Cookie. Danielle renegotiates an old agreement and gets a visit from a loved one in a meditation. Annie intends for the best, but prepares for the worst, as exhaustion sets in during the winter months, and both have opposing and conflicting experiences after a ceremonial release. Welcome to The Big Cookie with Annie Kalaherka and Danielle Anderson. One of the one of the things that happened to me that I brought up last time, did mm-hmm. I bring this up on the podcast, that an ex-boyfriend of mine emailed me? Yes. I think at the time, I didn't even read it yet. Oh, you hadn't read it? I, I almost I asked, like, details? no, you didn't, and I didn't want to impose, I you can't know? remember where I was last we were here, but an ex, a significant ex-boyfriend of mine, yeah, a heavy said hitter. MVP. MVP. One of the, the MVPs. Yeah, yeah. Um... Got in touch with me. I, of course, thought it was weird since we're doing this book, like, calling in the one. It was like, whoa, is he the one and I'm calling him in? Or, mm-hmm. like, we're doing the work with, like, cutting old ties and um, settling old agreements. And I was like, is he getting in touch because I need to cut him out? Yeah. And um, I'm starting this new relationship with a really great person. So it was like... A lot of thoughts. Uh, also, you know, the, the end of the year, my dad had just died. So I was like, oh, this stuff is happening. But um, I took a few days to even read it. And then when I read it, it was just, it was a simple, hey, I've been thinking about you. I always, like this time of year makes me think about you. Whoa, 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 Danielle. Hi, Annie. Hi, listeners. Welcome to week four, baby. We are calling in the one. We're calling in something. Tell us more. Okay. But first, let me give you a little context. The audio we're playing was recorded previously, 
And at this time, it was the beginning of the new year, 2020. So the email from the ex saying, I always think about you this time of year, was a sentiment on the end of the year. Whoa. And you were surprised to get this email? Absolutely. We hadn't talked in a couple of years, and the last time we did, it was a I-can't-talk-to-you-or-do-this-anymore kind of conversation. All right. Let's hear more. Uh, in this in this work we've been doing with the book of, like, what what's an agreement you made with somebody or, like, mm-hmm. what little things did you... Like, even, like, your high school boyfriend, like, did you say, like, in our 40s we can get together yeah. and finally be one? Um, but with him, it always felt... It always felt like a goodbye for now. You know what I mean? Or like, I'm not ready right now. Mm. Or I can't talk to you right now. Yeah. So I took a few days to like think about the email. And like I kept, I was kind of like, I think I need to tell him not, not right now. And I think I need to tell him not ever. And so I started writing the email and I was like, Danielle, just do it. Don't think about it too much. And as I was writing it, I was like, I'm not ready. I don't know how to do... Like, is this the right choice? Should I still keep this guy as my safety backup guy? Okay, let's talk about the notion of a backup guy, like you just mentioned. Right. Somebody out there has got to know what I'm talking about. Not fully letting someone go because you're holding them in case it doesn't work out with anybody else, or maybe because you thought it might work out with you someday. This has to be a common thing for a lot of people, right? Oh yeah, for sure. But I don't think we've heard of this guy you're talking about yet. Can you give us some background on this? Sure. It was an on-again, off-again kind of thing. And the first time we dated was for a year, several years ago. We broke up because it wasn't the right place at the right time. But on a larger scale, we had different fundamental and life beliefs. Over the years, we had a couple moments of catching up or checking in, but really connected again a couple of years ago and tried to get back together for only a few months. This last time we were on again, it ended really badly and shook me in a way that made me realize we weren't bringing out the best in each other. It sounded like you were pretty ready to let this go. Yeah, I guess in a way, but I had to call my friend, a consulting vision keeper, if you will, to help me figure all of this out. Let's jump back into the audio to hear more. I was doing the thing of like, hey, great to hear from you. Wow, we've come a long way, haven't we? Oh, I'm doing this book and I found someone new and I'm just so grateful for everything you taught me, but I just don't think I can do it anymore. You know, and and my friend was like, I don't think you should say much at all. Like short, short and sweet, short or short and not sweet. And yeah, like, I don't think you need to sugarcoat anything. Yeah, don't say stuff that will like reignite ideas or conversation starters, da 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 da. And so she helped me get it down, and it felt kind of, like, curt and cruel, but I think it was the right thing to do. Wow. And I, I, on the phone with her, I was like, okay, and I could have very well been like, okay, I'm just, I'm going to wait and think about it and to send it until we're off the phone. Yeah. Um, but I was just like, okay, bam, I sent it. Good for and it was you. Done. And then that night, I, I think I admitted this on the podcast, I, I saved a lot of, like, our notes and gifts t- to each other yeah and that night I got out the box and I I got rid of it all oh my god Danielle that's huge and I think the book was part of that yeah because it was like make a clear cut yeah and release that stuff that you've been holding and his name 
ex-boyfriend's name came up in some of these exercises before I got the email of like people that I still have things, things I'm saving space for resentments. Yeah. So I think without the help of the book, I wouldn't have been like, I need to cut this clearly. Yeah. And even my friend said, you could respond or you could just not say anything at all. Yeah. And I was like, it feels important that I say goodbye. You know what I mean? Or it feels important that I say no. Mm -hmm. And so, I don't know. I, I thank the book for that. Yeah. Danielle, this book is working some magic for you. Mama Kay would be so proud. (laughs) Yeah, this felt like a huge transformation. And I really have to thank the book and the awesome new guy I'm dating and my friend and myself and you. But you know what day this all happened, Annie? Freaking release ceremony day. Get out! That's right. We did the release ceremonies this week. Yep, and we'll get to that soon. But how are you? Let's hear about your week. Well, to be honest, I was on the struggle bus. For me, this time of year is really, really hard always. And it's that thing of like the winter and Christmas time and New Year's kind of like give you enough to like, that's what's fun about winter, right? Mm-hmm. And then when that's over, it's like, oh God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm very like susceptible to depression and I've been dealing with that for a while. And so the winter months are the hardest. Like January and February are the worst. Like when that comes along, it's like, oh God, here we go again. So I, and also like with this book, that being said, Mm -hmm. like I really just, I mean, I was way resistant to it this week. My sister came here on New Year's Day and I was trying to paint. I've been, had this painting project going on in my place for a while. So I was starting to do some of that and we sat down and I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a break from pain. Well, (laughs) we talked for like four hours, which was great. Just about like everything, just about being depressed and about, you know, judging how highly functioning I am or how low functioning I am. And um, honestly, like, I think there's a certain amount of resisting it that's just futile you know what I mean especially like this time of year I said because it is winter and it's like I don't want to be super active I'm not super social so trying to like make intentions and like plan and sort of see myself with a you know with a partner like all these things that are involved in this book is just like that is like miles ahead of where I am you know what I mean I'm like manifest a relationship maybe I could like manifest getting out of bed today let's see if I could manifest some pants (laughs) exactly like that's just where I'm at with it and it's and I just have to be honest about that you know what I mean and also just like sort of the the tone of her uh, of being in this headspace of like I have to find someone I have to find someone and not being okay with just being on my own is bugging me I think uh, it's an interesting thing to bring up, like, the time of year you do this book. Because if maybe yes. for, like, the summer or, like, the spring and, like, bunnies <laughs> were out sipping from the tulips, it'd be, like, a little more hopeful. Yeah, so yeah. It's it's pretty dire to, like, do this work when it's also kind of gloomy outside. Yeah, and, like, yeah. It's a, pro- it's a project for sure. I just had to back off of it this week because it just felt like too much pressure and too much effort and I feel forced I feel like I'm forcing this yep when the truth is like 
where my energy is and where my where my head is and where 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 my body is is just like relax. Yeah. You know what I mean? All I want to do is just like chill and like do a puzzle. Yes. <laughs> like, just like sleep, watch some Netflix, like like I said, be under a blanket, like just low pressure. That's yeah. where I'm at. Like and I can't deny that and like trying to force all this just feels futile. This work is hard, and if you're not feeling good, it's even more difficult. Yep, it's difficult to hear this back. And I've worried a little bit about sharing this side of my story with people, but it's just the truth. I'm glad you're sharing it. It's honest and what so many people go through. Yeah, and the release ceremony didn't really make it any better. Right, the release ceremony. Let's get into all this difficult work we're talking about. Yay. (laughs) So the release ceremony asks you to go back and highlight all the things you've written down in your journal throughout the lessons up until now and highlight those things that you see as standing between you and your availability to love. And then burn them. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like, I love ritual and I know that it's a good thing. But I think, I was thinking about this as I was doing it too. I was like, okay, I was raised Catholic, okay? I went to a ton of mass. So I am very familiar with dead ritual. Yeah. (laughs) So part of me was like, is this meaningless to me? Am I just going Mm. through these motions? Because it's not really landing. I'm doing it because I'm supposed to do it. Yes. And uh, so I'm just being honest. Like, that's how I felt. I was like, I'm doing this because I have to do this. And... This feels like a lot. I don't really, you know, I, I don't I don't super connect with it, but I'm doing it, you know. And so I hope that this is on some minute level, like helping, um, but I'm not feeling it necessarily in the moment. I don't feel super connected to it. Yeah. I put off doing the release ceremony because I was like, I just don't feel like it. I yeah. can't do it today. I don't, uh. And then I took three days, and I was like, I've got to just do this. Yeah. I'm probably never going to feel like it. But I, I, w- I didn't want to not feel connected to it. Because yeah. I was like, this feels important. Yeah. I want to like believe in this work mm-hmm. because it's not going to go anywhere if I don't believe in it. And even right. if I do believe in it, who knows if it'll go anywhere. But it's So I put it off. I also live in an apartment, and I was like, I can't burn, the- I can't burn paper in here. Yeah. Um, so I was like, what can I do? The, she gave options like tear it up or like mm-hmm. stomp on the ground on it. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'll just, I'll boil some water and I'll put it in a pot of boiling water. Oh, I love that. And then I got excited because uh-huh. I was like, ooh, I could be, I could play like witch. Yeah. Like, I love witch stuff. Uh-huh. I'm not actually a practicing witch. No. So uh, this is probably sure. offensive to those who actually are witches and practice uh, Wicca. Wicca. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Uh, but I was like, well, this would be fun. I had some like flowers from an arrangement that were dying and I was like, I'll cut off the petals and put them in a pretty bowl and like yeah. smash them with the spoon. And then I was like, I'll just throw some stuff in the pot because it, it'll feel like fun. Oh, I, I like wrote out my recipe. That's um, so fun. Yeah. So you had fun with it. I had fun with it. Good. And I'm, I was totally inspired by how much fun you'd have you'd had with other things had with other things yeah i was like i need to go for this the way annie has um and then what i did was i cut up my my things 
and spoke them out loud, dropped them into the pot, and then lit a match. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. And then blew it out. So oh, there was nice. a fire element. Fire yeah. feels like a powerful It element. does. And I will say, like, watching the paper burn is very satisfying. Yeah. Whoa, you made a thing of this. I did. I loved it. I took some pictures of my witch's brew, and we'll put those and my recipe on the website. It was hard to make myself start, but I got into the process, especially with the prompts for releasing, embracing, and the assignment to write out a list of actions you plan to take after the ritual. I even did a little meditation. Danielle, you want a little extra on this. Are you trying to get extra credit? Always, I'm a big suck up. Mother Catherine, if you're listening, I am your loving and willing student. Teacher's pet. But all joking aside, what you experienced was really cool. Yeah, let's jump back in to me describing what happened during my extra credit meditation and share some of the realizations we both experienced during the ceremonial release. I didn't aim to do this, but I sort of like saw people in my life. I think of it as like when you're selecting a character for a video game and it's sort of like the characters are sort of on a cycle and you're like cycling through like this character has her name is Regina and her powers are like fighting skills and then you skip and the next person is like this is Bobby he's really fast at driving cars and then so I like saw this like carousel of people in my life positive Uh positive people Uh um positive people who aren't far from the work I've been doing sure but it was like taking them in and sort of like loving them or releasing them or forgiving them Mm -hmm. and then like passing them through the carousel. Um, And then another part of her assignment was like, write down some things you need to do. Mm -hmm. And I wrote, and like a deadline. And some of the things were, tell my mom and sister I love them. Tell my new person that I like want to basically be boyfriend and girlfriend Mm -hmm. email my ex-boyfriend and throw away my keepsakes from my ex-boyfriend so like that's what my to-do list was which would have been my to-do list without the release ceremony but Mm -hmm. like to go I need to get that stuff done as soon as possible what am I waiting for yeah um and so I loved the release ceremony awesome let's skip to my biggest takeaway from this ceremony I have a, a huge issue with money and my ability to make money and that Mm -hmm. comes up a lot Mm -hmm. um so believing that I can make money um and my relationship with working is a huge thing for me I have uh, I'm I battle with thinking I'm too lazy Mm -hmm. and yet I I, I'm just not a typical American in the way that I work I just am not and I, and that's yeah. hard for me. Yeah. Um so like I work the amount that is right for me and knowing my limits is good for me. Um things like that. Um my work is good enough. I am an esteemed professional. I am a hard worker. I work at a decent pace. It, so much of the stuff that in this was about my work. Yeah. Um being with a partner who loves me as much as I love them. I embrace that. Embrace honoring my intuition. Now that I'm saying it, I feel like a lot more owning of it than I did when I did it. You know what I mean? We're both artists who are... The setup for life as an artist to make a living is crunchy yeah. to begin with. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and inconsistent. Even sometimes it's going well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a drought. Sometimes it's 
satisfying work. Sometimes it's busy work. Yeah. And, um, and it can be really, do you want to talk about it? Like, do you, it's like, um, did you, did you working through these thoughts and then trying to embrace them as, and release them, did that help you at all? Or did it feel just like, ah, well, wanna... I will say like the actions that I was, I decided to take after, you know, that's what she said to do. I'll, like you talked about as well. The actions this week were all surrounding that. And we're all like, I need to make a new budget and financial plan for myself and, um, you know, and move money around in the way that I need to and be kind to myself in the process. I'm just reading this now. And I didn't do that. I avoided it. Yeah. Um, I need to reach out about an audition with a place. I didn't do that either. I need to finish painting my office and kitchen. You got I one did wall. one wall. Hey. You know I'll what I mean? It. I'll take it. But like, this is... This is where I'm at right now. Like I said, like this is what I'm capable. This is just where my energy is. And it's like I'm doing, I guess I'm doing the best I can. But it's like, it's a balance of of letting myself be with my feelings and in the headspace that I'm at, you know, dictated by my winter, like blah, but also trying to move forward, you yeah. know. That's the struggle I'm having. And, um, yeah, and it, part of it is stubborn. Like, I'm just being stubborn about, like, I don't want to do anything. I don't, you know, I just want to stop, halt, boom. You know, I know that. But I'm going to do that as long as I'm going to do that. So the release ceremony kind of set me free. It showed me some of the things I wanted and needed to do, like moving forward in my new relationship and cutting out that ex that I was saving space for. Yeah. And for me, it really shined the flashlight on my need to address my financial stability and my stability all around. I just went through the motions, but the real benefit of this came from reflecting back on it with you. Right. There have been a lot of moments that I thought I knew what was going on then, and now as we listen back, I realize I wasn't quite tapped into it yet, which is why slowing down, resting, observing, and reflecting are such an important part of this process. Right. And so are setting intentions, which happens to be the next lesson we talked about. It's lesson 23. The book says there are four steps to setting an intention. Have a thought, speak it out loud, take actions that support the manifestation of your intention, and the fourth is to remain unattached to the outcomes we are committing to creating. So I made, I wrote that my intention is to have a healthy happy, committed relationship with someone whom I love, who loves me in return. But like, to me, that feels so, so far off. So far off. So long. Yeah. I, what was yours? Yeah. Mine was, her example is sort of like, I want to be engaged by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And I like that she puts a date, a date, like by the end of date feels very audacious to me like I don't feel ready to say that yeah and honestly I don't know that I want that like I want to find a fulfilling relationship but I don't have to be engaged by a certain time I don't I don't feel like I have to be engaged at all I don't feel like it has to be by a certain time yeah and then and then I started to think is that what's part of the problem I don't know the the details of what I'm looking for. Cause mm. I'm very like, do you want kids? 
no, no, not really. But like, if I something came along and do you want to get married? Uh, I don't know. I mean, like, yeah, if I really like the guy and he also wants to get married, but I could also just sort of like date forever, you know? And yeah. I'm like, I think I say that sometimes because I'm trying to be open to any of it mm-hmm. because I don't really believe that any of it is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make any sense? So yeah. I'm, I'm pretending to be flexible. Mm-hmm. But I think it's, like, fear-driven of, like, well, I'm not going to say I want marriage because I don't really think that I I could ever see myself getting married. Sometimes when she gives examples, it's helpful. And then sometimes when she does it, I find myself creating one that's a lot like hers. Mm -hmm. So I said, my intention is to find the one by the end of the year and trust when love is good and when it's wrong. So... And then later, I added, my my intention is to buy a house by the end of the year. Ooh. And when you were talking about your job. Yeah. I think it's like, this book is about calling in the one, but it doesn't have to be. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, your intention could be, I want to I find a, a career or a setup mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm challenged creatively, but also making enough money. Right. So, like... I don't like that I keep coming you back You just said to that. Like, that made my, my me breathe deeper. <laughs> I think that is what I want. Thanks for finding my intention, Danielle. Good. <laughs> oh, my God. Sometimes it just takes, like, saying it yeah. or saying it aloud or reading it again yeah. on a different day. Because, like, that's what's scary about this book. The pressure is, poof, he's going to appear when we finish the last page of mm-hmm. Lesson 7. I don't know. So, I think this book... I'm always, like, you know, 75% of it is a huge cloud that's like, this is about relationships and love. Yeah. But I would like to do, like, 50-50 and maybe even more of a percentage of thinking about what I want for myself in my life. And it doesn't always have to be about relationships. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, this sort of notion of the one, it's like, can we broaden that? You know what I mean? Because it's like, maybe you need to feel more connected to something bigger like the one your oneness with whatever universally and that's gonna look a lot of different ways yeah um yeah so i went back and said okay that my intention that i wrote originally felt weird mm -hmm. because i kind of like combined two things and then my but the true thing i wanted to say is i want to trust myself to make a good decision about love yeah it's not about finding the one by the end of the year it's like I want to feel like I'm grown up enough and in tune enough with myself yeah. to make a good decision about love yeah. by the end of the year nice. <laughs> or by the end of tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So even though it took me a while to decide what I really wanted my intention to be, this lesson made me realize that in the past, I wasn't bold enough to ask for what I wanted and to set a clear intention. Well, let's clarify that now. You said you wanted a house by the end of the year, and the last thing you said was you wanted to trust yourself. Do you still want the things you claimed as intentions? Yeah, they've changed a little, but to be honest, it still feels hard for me to boldly state what I want and hope for myself. hmm I want to find a career where I feel challenged creatively and make good money. 
I like yours. It's bold and specific. Well, you were the one who said it, actually. Okay. Vision keepers be keeping visions. <laughs> you with me, listeners? To any of you following along with the book, how important is it to have an accountability partner for this process? Oh, yeah. So important. But let's move on to lesson 24, clarifying your soul's purpose. KWT asks, what do you love to do? What comes naturally? When is a time you've been happiest? What do I love to do? I said, make and create, sing, make jokes, be kind, be simple, observe, understand, learn, get better, be understanding, be unique, but never cruel. Mm. What'd you write? Puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) I am such a dork lately. I seriously, all I want to do is my puzzle. I don't want my brain. I just want to turn it off. I think that's important. It's where I'm at. I, I think just, that's awesome. I can't. That's all I wrote. <laughs> I didn't want to over... Puzzles 2020. Okay. I love it. Should we keep doing this yes. or will this make you feel bad? No, it's fine. So what comes naturally to me? I said bravery, getting work done, ideas, kindness, compassion, organization, thoughtfulness, drive, and ambition. Damn, girl. <laughs> what did you say? Puzzles. I wrote breathing. <laughs> Because I have to do that. I think that's really great. I hate that you're like in a place where, you know, you're not feeling your best. But some days that's all you can do. I I mean, this is what, it's like, I I hate it too. But at the same time, I'm like, fuck it. This is it. Yeah. Embrace where you are. Yeah. Okay. What do I feel passionate about? What do you feel passionate about, Danielle? I love this. I'm so excited for your answer. (laughs) Growing and exploring. Self-expression, mm-hmm. curiosity, humor and light, and connection. Nice. I wrote slowness. Taking it slow. <laughs> I love that too. All... Oh my god. Yeah. The, the times I've been happiest have been when I'm making something and trying something new or connecting deeply with someone. Yeah. I wrote when I'm laughing with family and friends. Cool. Yeah. That's a good one. Were you starting to come around? I mean, yeah. I, this this was this was like last night in bed that I was doing Okay, this. yeah, yeah. So. Man, I saved some of them. I saved like four for last night. Yeah. And to do them all in a row, I started to get in oh, like God. a really weird mood. No, and... yeah. So who are you and what do you want seems like an easy enough question to answer, but it's kind of difficult. Right. And in the next lesson, lesson 25, Mother Catherine ups the ante and asks us to write a letter to God or whatever being you might believe in. Mm-hmm. With questions and requests for help. And then she has us write a response letter as God addressed to ourselves. Should we go ahead and share them or what? We're telling these people everything else. We might as well. Okay, here goes. Dear Danielle, thank you for writing. (laughs) Thank you for your gratitude. The roads you have gone down and stumbled or succeeded have all made you who you are. Do not fault these experiences. Celebrate the lesson. Your intuition is stronger than you think. It will not hurt to slow down and listen. It's okay to take some time or be scared even though so often you've been brave. Your heart is big enough and you're in control to open it. Try it out and see. It can be difficult to let things happen as they do, even for me, the universe. But if your heart is open and you're listening, you've got as good of chance as any to make it through. 
And truly, you already are. Love your work, the universe. Oh, gosh. I got a little, good. like, teary reading it. That made it. me teary just listening to it. What you got? Okay. Dear Annie, it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be tired. It's okay to go slow and take it easy, especially in the winter. You're wiser not to try to force anything. Allow yourself to move through this one step at a time. Don't push, just be. Do those things that bring you comfort. Do things in your own time. It's okay to go slow. If you honor your feelings, you'll be better off. If you don't feel like going out, stay in. Allow your own thoughts and beliefs and just know that you are growing and changing. This too, what you're going through now, is what growth feels like. Love God. Don't push, just be. Yep. Brilliant, Annie. Thank you. And it goes along with a lot of what we've been talking about. Slowing down. Resting. That week, I shared a quote that really stuck with me. Okay. So this is an Alice Walker quote. Somebody posted this that they said carried them through um, 2019. Some periods of our growth are so confusing that we don't even recognize that growth is happening. We may feel hostile or angry or weepy and hysterical, or we may feel depressed. It would never occur to us unless we stumbled on a book or a person who explained to us that we were in fact in the process of change, of actually becoming larger spiritually than we were before. Whenever we grow, we tend to feel it. As soon, uh, whenever we grow, we tend to feel it. As a young seed, must feel the weight and inertia of the earth as it seeks to break out of its shell on its way to becoming a plant. Mm-hmm. Often the feeling is anything but pleasant, but what is most unpleasant is not knowing what is happening. Those long periods when something inside ourselves seems to be waiting, holding its breath, unsure about what the next step should be, eventually become the periods we wait for. For it is in those periods that we realize that we are being prepared for the next phase of our life and that, in all probability, a new level of the personality is about to be revealed. Powerful. Yes. And speaking about preparing for the next phase, I've really been observing a change in you during this process, Danielle. Yeah. Through this whole process, I've been working on letting go of anger and believing in myself. And something you shared last week really showed something to me. Last week, you expressed um, the feeling that you were kind of working on feeling open and observant of all types of love. Yeah, yeah. And I forgot how I made this connection. But, like, gratitude. I think it's that. It's like, I'm um, the queen of negativity, so I can, like, just find the the wrong thing really easily. Or I, I have in the past found Mm -hmm. the wrong thing really easily. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to make a mental shift of like, I think even in the first podcast I said, like I looked out my window and saw like a couple walking with a dog and a baby stroller and I was mad at them. I was mad at the woman who had that. Mm -hmm. And I should have said like your thing last week. It's like, I should have said, wow, look at them. They found that and I can find it too. And I think I am making a shift. I don't know if it's the book or just me being like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of being mad at people. I observe that in you, Danielle. I honestly, like I've told when I have conversations with other people about this, I'm like, 
was like, this is really working for Danielle. <laughs> I feel kind of bad. I was, no, don't feel bad. I was like, this is, I was like, I, it's, it's, it's great for me to be like getting to watch this and observe this and hear about this and you, because like I said, it's also affirming for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even yeah. though like my experience is different, that's okay. Like I don't judge that. It's fine. You know, um, which is I, I feel like I feel bad because I'm like, I hope I'm not dragging you down with oh, my no, curmudgeon no. like pessimism. Not at all. But, but, I think it makes for a juicy podcast, to be honest. Well, I think it's just honest, you yeah. know, like I don't want to sit here and lie. Right. Or try to be something I'm not. But it's pretty awesome. So I don't know. That's that's work I need to do. And for I think it's work that you are doing like I'm it's like I observe a lot more positive coming out of your mouth than previous to this process I know you know which is I know it'd be it'll be fun to listen back to the first yeah I mean just being like I hate everyone (laughs) I want them to die painfully (laughs) I'll keep their bones uh I remember being like, I'm so mad when I see a woman walking with a stroller and a baby. And I'm trying to be better about that. Yeah. Because of what you said, honestly. Like, what you said last week, like, changed something in me. It's like, you're so right. It's happening everywhere. And the fact that it's happening everywhere means it's more likely to happen to us. Yeah. If we were living in, like, a bleak apocalypse... Mm -hmm where no one could be together and there was no food, yeah. then it'd be really hard to do this podcast. Would not recommend <laughs> going through this book during an apocalypse. There are if other things. any of you out there are in the middle of an apocalypse, <laughs> wait, save the book. Wait till from... spring. Wait till spring. Um, but there's so much to be positive about I guess and when I'm feeling negative how how can if at all I connect to those more positive things and also if you're feeling negative just like live in it be gentle be gentle to yourself and let yourself lay there for a while while you recover and while you heal Mm -hmm. so nice yeah this hits home a little bit because we are living through a pandemic right now But let's not discount your growth. Danielle, it was powerful to see this change in you. Yeah, thank you. And I really respected the way you were being honest about not feeling it and being kind to yourself in the process. Thanks. I wonder how these huge experiences you've been having in real life are affecting your process. Mm, Aside from the great new relationship and the cutting out of the ex after the release ceremony, I'm still working through the death of my father. I do think the book is helping me through that. Let me tell you about an experience I had during this week's meditation. I will say one thing. Um, one of the lessons was from this week was prayer and meditation, I guess. Yeah. Um, and asking for guidance instead of blaming when things don't work out is what I paraphrased it as. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Um, and the exercise was to meditate for three minutes. I love that time limit. Yeah. And then say a word, one of your essence qualities as you inhale. Mm -hmm. And then as you exhale, like think of things that are blocking. And I wrote, my word was surrender, my meditation word, because I see that as like letting go of control, letting go of fear of Mm -hmm. losing, letting go of fear of being vulnerable 
And um, I was meditating for three minutes. I set a timer because I was like, I'm not going to do this more than three minutes. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) But I saw my dad. Mm. And I I, I felt really grateful to see him. Yeah. And it wasn't like I saw him kind of as he was, like older and like not the healthiest, but he wasn't like in the hospital unhealthy. Yeah. And I don't I don't even like remember. It was like for a it was like a second and then it was like over and I was like, "Oh, look. Wow, my dad." And then it was over. Uh-huh. But it was like positive feeling and it was I just sort of like remember good stuff and it was really sweet. And then I tried to meditate some more yeah. and I was like, "Oh, maybe I should like meditate on my dad." And it didn't work. But yeah. it was like a really nice thing. Again, doing this work for calling in the one. Where the hell's my perfect husband, ladies? <laughs> but to have other things coming up and working around yeah. and happening. I'm like, I'm trying to be very open to any of it coming mm. in and happening. So it was just a nice thing. As I've been struggling to sort of like connect to the grief of losing my dad, it was nice to just see him and it was all positive and like, oh, if it... it I don't know even how to explain it. It was like, there he is, and it's okay. It wasn't like, he's in heaven, you know, joking around with the angels. It was just like, he's not here, he's there, and that's okay. So it was a really, I don't know. I loved it. Yeah, I love that too. Yeah, and I might try to meditate more just to see... Danielle, that's so nice. I know. It was really wonderful. Surrender has been my word of the year. I have it pinned to a bulletin board in my office, so it was cool I saw my dad when I picked that word for this meditation. That's great. Wow. We're coming to an end. This week felt huge for you. It was. I think we were in opposite places. You were resting and I was chopping through the window with an ice pick. (laughs) We've got three more weeks. What's coming next? Well, week five is called First Things First. Even though it's week five and like that sounds a little odd to me, but we'll roll with it. Next week, we take a look at our bodies and our sexual selves. There was like an enlightenment for me that when I was like going through my stuff, I was like, I was looking at it and like even like my pubic hair. Mm -hmm. I was like, I've always kind of just like hated my pubic hair. But it, it, in like the thankful thing to that was like, thank you for keep like being there to keep my vagina clean. You know what I mean? I think I do know what you mean. (laughs) More on that next week, big cookie listeners. Don't settle for just the crumbs and keep yourselves clean. See you next week. We want to give a big cookie shout out to our Baker's Dozen patrons, Sally, Paige, and Marie, as well as all the other levels of patrons for your support. You can become a patron today and get big rewards, including access to photos of Danielle's ceremonial witch's brew and other fun behind-the-scenes stuff from the podcast. Visit patreon.com slash bigcookiepodcast or our website, bigcookiepodcast.com. If you're like me, you can always benefit from a little therapy. If you're in the market for a great counselor, check out Limelight Counseling, offering individual counseling services for adults, focusing on those going through life transition and counseling for performing artists, empowering you to shift the narrative and make the change that feels right for you. Find Limelight Counseling on Facebook, Instagram, and at limelightcounseling.com. 
The music you hear on The Big Cookie is by Danielle. Her project is called Danielle Ate the Sandwich, and you can find more of her music, fun YouTube videos, and merchandise on DanielleAteTheSandwich.com. And if you want to keep up with me, check out my website and new blog at AnnieCallaherka.com. <laughs>